0: Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Bond from the Vine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I'm excited that you are walking with me. What we do each day is we look at about three chapters of Scripture that I'm just organically reading through in my time with the Lord, and we're going to discuss them for around 20 minutes. You're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters individually, but hopefully together we'll be able to hear the voice of the Lord as we're meeting each day. Just in front of me, yeah. hey. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping down on your word. I'm Today's passage is from Ecclesiastes chapter twelve. And that's it. Just chapter twelve today. Because I actually wanted to take today to um Highlight chapter 12, and then I wanted to jump at a couple of other pieces of Scripture in the book of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes that we didn't have a chance to really speak on. And since we're ending this book and moving into Song of Solomon, I... um won't get another chance to come back around to these. And so, you know, when you talk for 20, 25 minutes, like I do each day, uh, you're going to leave out a ton of stuff. And then also there's just certain things that I'm going to feel more drawn to emphasize. And uh, then of course, when we, when I get done, I, I look back at it and I go, Oh, there was a lot in there that I really wanted to cover. So I wanted to take today to grab a couple of those things and to, conclude the book of Ecclesiastes, as well as hopefully, if I have time, introduce the concept of Song of Solomon so that uh, the next time that we gather, I can go right into the text. Um, And so let's start with chapter 12 of Ecclesiastes. It says, remember also your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come and the years draw near of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. And then he goes and paints this picture of um, kind of how time passes and the body grows weaker and the pains of life increase. And But that first part of it is should be noted to us that the wise remember God in the days of their youth. And one could even think of it as in the days of their prosperity. When you think of prosperity, a lot of times we think of financial gain. But prosperity is is really more the understanding of having more than I need, right? And being in a season where everything seems pleasant. And those seasons can often be equated just to time of youth. And youth, youth is relative. It doesn't mean, you know, how to lessen years. It doesn't mean 20. It doesn't mean 30. You know, it could just mean when your body is feeling good and your mind is sharp and things are going well for you, remember God. And, and that's a challenge, but the wise must do it. Um, you see more people actually turn from God and go astray in the seasons of youth, so to speak, or in the seasons where people just feel invincible, you know. You, you, we, we think of the prodigal son and we all have, you know, been around or prayed for or been the prodigal son as I have been. And those seasons are in that straying of the youth where you feel invincible and you, you really don't have a proper respect for life or eternity or God. And the reason why is you're lacking wisdom. And so that season is, is typically in your teenage and early 20s, mid-20s, you know, there's in that season is when we're most forgetful about God. Even people that learned a lot about Him in, in their childhood, even some people who have godly parents, there's still a, a, a tendency in the days of your youth to be so attracted to the things of this world that you fail to remember God and put Him in His rightful place. And that happens in seasons in our 40s and 50s and so on. But the greater tendency is in the days of our youth. And so for, for those of us, not even putting ages on it, but those of us who can identify that life is going well and you have more than you need and your body is still functioning and acting properly. Remember God. Remember God. Take communion. Look, reflect on the cross. Meditate on scripture each day. Give him praise for what he's done in the last week. Give him praise for what he's done in the last month, right? Start to tell someone the testimony of your salvation. You know, when Israel would fall, it was never in the times of famine and wickedness during those times is when they would seek god but in the times of prosperity is what promoted their complacency which ultimately led to their betrayal of god and that pattern hasn't changed over all the years you know as a pastor i meet people And i meet them in their low places their middle places their high places and the people in the low places are normally the most encouraging to be around as funny as that sounds but they're desperate right people meet god in those desperate places and they leave god in their high places right god i have nothing so i want you and then as he gives as a good father gives And as he leads us into the promised land and as he answers prayers, it's so much harder to keep our focus on him when we have other things that we can be distracted by. Reminds me of the prayer in Proverbs that we read together where he says, two things that I ask, you know, one is basically that you make my heart pure and keep me from telling lies and, and, um. And and just being an instrument of wickedness, and then two is that you give me not more than I need, and not less than I need, not more than I need lest I forget you, and not less than I need, um, less that I would go and by unjust gain try to take it for myself, and that's a that is a beautiful prayer, and, and you know that's just the understanding of it is that there's a challenge to seek God in every season. We always think it's like oh there's a, it's easy to seek God in the high. You know, or it's easy to seek God in the low. It's never easy to seek God. It's there's always a challenge. There's a challenge in the low, to to keep your eyes on Him and not on the circumstance, because the circumstance is sometimes incredibly difficult. Going through health health trouble, you know, can you go to the secret place and meditate on Scripture every day for thirty, forty five minutes and spend an hour in prayer when you're getting bad medical reports? When 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 you're getting bill after bill that you can't pay. When your husband or your wife is screaming at you, and it seems like it's falling apart, can you go away and intercede for them? You know, that's the lower. What about on the higher? When everything feels right and your body's acting just as it should, and things are working, and your wife and your husband, your you know your your spouse, you're getting along. You know, you just had a new baby, right? People see people. You know, you just had a new baby. You just got a new job. You know, you just got a new raise. You know, there's a challenge. You see the challenge it, it is in both. And that, that the challenge, if anything, is greater in the abundance to still be devoted to Him and to remember Him. And so that's, that's kind of how we're concluding this book of Ecclesiastes is don't forget God regardless of the season. In verse 9 it says, Besides being wise, the preacher, that's Solomon, also taught people knowledge. We've discussed through Proverbs the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is the the collection of what to do and uh, how things work. And the wisdom aspect is learning when, you know, I would actually apply the knowledge in which that I've acquired. Um, the art of adding discretion and discernment to the knowledge that I possess Um. The preacher also sought to find words of delight, and uprightly he he wrote words of truth. And he said, my son, beware of anything beyond these, of making many books where there is no end, and much study is a weariness of flesh. The end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment. With every secret thing, whether good or evil, and so he concludes with this understanding of, you know, you may think that my life was good because I even recorded these this great work of wisdom, and he says, but even this can cause weariness of flesh. Whether there's making of many books without end, he's even saying, don't devote yourself too much to even um, study or writing or even uh, to good things. Don't devote yourself even to so much to good things, because when it all boils down to it, he says, fear God and keep His commandments. Let that be your highest priority. Fear God and keep His commandments. Most people get lost more in good than bad. You think about people getting lost in bad. Right. Well, they're lost in drug addiction and sexual immorality. You know, they're lost there. You know, people get lost. And that's a sort of a loss that even the world can identify. You go, Oh, wow. They're going to have to go to rehab. They can't take care of their children anymore. Their marriage is falling apart. We all identify that. But I'm telling you, there's people that are getting lost in, in the good. And it's, and it's actually more dangerous because it's, it's not as apparently um, unfruitful, but. We've we we get we've been given a, a barometer, and it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. We've been given a barometer uh, 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 of understanding how fruitful my life is and the state of my heart. And yes, cocaine can rob me of those things, but so can um, working 80, 100 hours a week. So can being... Um, too devoted to, um, you know, working out, you know, so can, you know, even these things that are healthy, so can, you know, reading too much, reading every self-help book that you can possibly find, you know, just, you know, all these different things, Uh, getting lost into financial gain, you know, you're, you're always trying to, you know, Read and and grow and 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 he goes Solomon goes you know this stuff's not bad you know he says but just remember that um, if you're gonna be obsessive about something just remember that nothing's more important than, than that you fear God and that means have reverence for Him that your ways walk before Him and you and you and you um, are constantly aware of His presence. And his eyes that are upon you, and you seek to please him with your steps, and that you obey his commandments. That if there's anything, that there's any um, uh, obsession of your heart, it's seeing to it that you're obeying the words that he's spoken. Right? And so that, that really concludes a great book of wisdom, and the final book of wisdom found within the books of poetry, it, it really concludes, it just it just in the very same way that it started, it concludes it that same way. So everything else is kind of bonus, but there's really no wisdom at all found in the person that doesn't fear God. It all starts at the place of fearing God, loving God, submitting to God, and having a willingness to obey His commandments. And there's no wisdom found in anyone that's not seeking after obeying God's commands. Okay, And there's no wisdom found in anyone, none of God's wisdom, right? There may be a faulty, foolishness disguised as wisdom that the world has. But true wisdom, it it has to have the foundation of fearing God and obeying His commandments, and everything is built upon that. And that concludes the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and I wanted to jump back on a couple of verses in the the last few chapters that that I didn't get a chance to to talk about that I wanted to grab for just a second. So, you know, one thing one one thing that I enjoyed was in chapter 11 verse 4 it says that he who observes the wind will not sow and he who regards the clouds will not reap. There's a a way that I've read that in other translations um that just to, not saying it's more accurate to the original but it just just it's written in such a way that grabs your attention a little more because it it says something along the lines of you know the farmer who watches every cloud will never plan anything you know um and, and it's just this this concept of being um overly calculated and leaning on your sight too much wise people have to trust in in God's faithfulness and lean more on how things have always been than they lean on what looks like it is presently happening right you you think about the people that you know that are wise and they're not these chicken little type characters where the sky is falling you know what i mean they they're never thinking that things or um, they can never be, wise people can never be destroyed in, in a day because they're too steadfast on what God's been doing in the week and in the month and in the year and in their life that it they've put themselves in a place where it's impossible that God's character could be diminished by what's presently in front of them because there's too much of God's history and reputation behind them. If that makes sense. And so, you know, there's just a place of wisdom that, that doesn't involve overcalculating, right? Um and so this isn't, you know, it's funny because you think of wisdom as being someone that would be very researched and calculated. And there's a place for becoming excellent in your craft, but then again, there's a place of obsession where you're watching every cloud. You're observing every direction of the wind. And th- this is just plain common sense where if you were to go out and try to find the perfect day to plant, there would always be something that would hold you back. And so you can't look for everything to be perfect before you move. You, you have to just walk by faith and put it in the ground you know when when you have peace in putting it in the ground when it seems like it's you know you know just right and it's funny cuz today we have our meteorologists and our and our weather apps and we turn on channel 2 and 4 and 5 and all this and you know and we we don't, you know we feel pretty well researched on the weather of course they're wrong half the time anyway but you know you, you just have to put your seeds in the ground well that's true too there's a, there's a hesitancy that we must deny as people of wisdom where when we feel commissioned to do something, we just do it right. We have peace about it, right? God's opening doors, but it may, there may be still be a process of faith. You know, recently I felt like the Lord commissioned me to go on a trip, this, this wild trip that involved spending more money and, and being apart from my family. And, you know, it was just, it it was a big faith journey for me. And, the first step that I had to take in it was a step of faith where I just didn't know what else was going to happen but I had just enough to take one step and I took a step into it to buy the ticket to go to the conference where I was attending and then from there God meets us in our in our faith Ab- abundance is always on the other side of obedience Okay, uh, and so as I took that step of obedience, then God met me with abundance, and a, a family blessed me by providing my airfare to the to the conference. Someone else near to me sponsored me by paying for my hotels. Some other people just felt the Lord lead them to give me some money, you know, to help me with the trip. And when it was all, and then whenever I got there, I, I even met some people that never met me before in their life. And within meeting me for three hours, and I, and I wasn't some charity case begging people for money. I didn't say anything like that, but the Holy Spirit directed them to write me they, they handed me a thousand dollar check while I was there. you know, and God just met with me while I was there, and so I just I just if I would have waited, the whole trip probably cost me, I don't know. I really don't know actually I don't know, maybe I don't know, somewhere between a thousand and two thousand dollars. If I would have waited to see $2,000 hit the bank account before I went, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't be there. I would, have, I would have missed the entire trip. But the ticket was $149.99. I told the Lord I'd go if there was enough to buy that in my bank account. And there was $150.46, so I took the first step. <laughs> and then he met me there. So wise people don't overly overcalculate if if everything every provision is going to be provided for. I used to misinterpret that scripture where Jesus says, "Calculate the cost, lest you lest you run out along the way and look foolish." You know, I used to I used to miscalculate. I used to miss uh, not calculate. I used to misinterpret what it means to calculate the cost, and I almost in my in my understanding of that scripture i basically contradicted this scripture because i used to think that the wise thing to do that jesus was trying to teach us was to over the calculate everything before we step out on it lest we look like fools and that's really a parable that jesus spoke of re- regarding how much are you willing to put in right it's not a worldly it's not a worldly um, parable it's a it's it has a spiritual understanding of Before you step out and say that you're going to walk with me, make sure that you've decided that you're willing to go all in for me, because you're going to look, it's rather foolish of you that you commit with your mouth that you're going to do something to me and then back out later on. How much skin do you have in the game? That's really the the understanding of that parable. And when I had stepped out in faith to go on this trip, I said, God, I'll go and uh, whatever the cost and that's what it means to calculate the cost is can you say to the lord I'll do what you say whatever the cost I'm willing to pay it all and um that that's that's that understanding it's not necessarily that we calculate every little thing that we do and make sure that there's that there's always you know 3 years worth of provision before I break ground because that's very rare it's not consistent with scripture a lot of times people just take one step at a time um, and God continues to meet them along the way. And so I just want to clear that up. And the other verse that jumped out at me, I think it was just two, it was in chapter 10. I like it where it says, if the iron is blunt and one does not sharpen the edge, he must use more strength. But wisdom helps one to succeed. And I like that verse because it just, it likens the understanding of, it likens the gaining of wisdom to the sharpening of the dull axe. And I thought that was powerful because people work too hard to accomplish too little. And it normally comes from not having enough wisdom. They they don't have wisdom, so they have to take five or six endeavors to arrive at one successful one. Whereas a person of wisdom only stepped out in one one adventure and it was the right one. Right? That's the power of wisdom. A person without wisdom says 15 things to say one good thing. The person of wisdom opens their mouth, takes one swing of the axe, and splits the log. And so I just think that's a good understanding for us to be people who ask for wisdom because it makes our lives easier because we're not working as hard to accomplish the things that we're striving for or we become more effective we become sharper and we're not working and swinging us away as hard Uh, that that's a good understanding of how what wisdom does for us and so i didn't have time to talk about song of solomon today that's okay we'll talk about that together tomorrow um and so we're closing out this book of Ecclesiastes. This is, remember, this is an intermediate place of wisdom where we're understanding that everything on this earth is like the wind. It's here today, it's gone tomorrow. I can't overemphasize the things of this world. My emphasis is on the Creator of this world and fearing Him and obeying His commandments and then enjoying the good things that He has given me here because He's given them. To me, so that I would rejoice and do good. And then um, seek wisdom so that my life here reflects His glory and I'm not uh, missing opportunities that He's giving me or working too hard and enjoying too little.